Welcome back to the Deep Digger Sports Pod. I'm your host, Drew. My other host right here. What's up? It's D. Live and in the flesh. Forgive us. Uh, I am visiting him right now. He got his new office. We're working on the lighting setup. Uh, we're going to get that. I mean, you see all the 49ers memorabilia back there. We'll figure it out. But anyways, new office, new us. What's up? How's everything going? Uh, go ahead and hit that like button. Go ahead and subscribe to the channel. Um, check us out on all audio platforms where you can find any podcast. We'll be there. Yeah, uh, a game happened on Sunday. Uh, it's been a couple days. We've been able to digest everything that happened. It was a lot. Jimmy G uh, was hurt for the season. Now there's talk of him possibly coming back. Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, came in. Like I've been saying all season on this podcast that Brock Purdy's the future of the team. He's the guy. And I've been saying it jokingly, but now I might have spoke this into existence. Is it my fault? This might be Jimmy G got hurt. Your fault. Um, also, that one guy on Twitter that has like Brock Purdy as his avi since like the beginning of time. It's probably his fault too. But yeah, I mean, you did call it. Um, it's been a wild ride for 49ers fans. Uh, Jimmy G gets hurt. Brock Purdy comes in, wins the game. Uh, Baker Mayfield at one point was looking like it. Everyone was like, oh, Baker Mayfield. Um, Rams end up picking him up. He's actually playing right now on Thursday night football. Um, now it's, oh, Jimmy's going to come back. Then it's like, oh, well, what about if Trey's healthy? Can Trey come back? Like, so it's just quarterback drama going on. Uh, how, what do you, what are your thoughts? What do you, what do you think? It's uh, a lot of toxicity going on right now in the 49ers community about Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo. Obviously, people are torn on this subject. They have been all season. They have been since Trey Lance was drafted. Yeah. And we understand you're passionate. Uh, some people think there's reasons why Trey should start, why he shouldn't. Others for Jimmy. And it has gotten a little muddled in their reasonings. So we don't want to be a part of all that. Uh, no. That Twitter beef. I have my reasons for like why I like certain quarterbacks and why I think they should play. And uh, none of it is like the toxic things we've seen on Twitter. Like, it's just crazy seeing everything go back and forth. But I do think, I mean, do we, we'll, we'll say like, who should play quarterback for this team for this season? We're not even going to talk about next year because there's an argument to be had for everyone for outside help, for Jimmy, for Trey. But for this season right now, who do you want to be the quarterback in the playoffs? Well, obviously, Brock Purdy has to be the quarterback in the playoff. He has to, if we're going to make, if Jimmy Garoppolo is even kind of, is even going to come back, it would be around like the divisional round. So Brock Purdy still has to play one or two rounds of playoff football. I'm a little bit hesitant about that. Like, if I'm going to be completely honest with you, I'm not as big on the Brock Purdy hype train. Um, I think he was drafted where he was drafted for a reason. Um, we did see he doesn't have the greatest arm, but I mean, he just has a moxie about himself. Uh, team really likes him. Kyle likes him. Uh, if I could, you know, if he was healthy, I would rather have Jimmy Garoppolo finish it out. Like, let's finish what you started, Jimmy. We know that the goal has been to win a Super Bowl. You've been so close for a couple times now. Let's win it out. Yeah, I think. <clears throat> I'm not even sure Jimmy would want to come back and rush like coming back from injury when he is trying to get a payday. He could potentially, you know, re-injure the foot and look bad, really drop his dollar value. And I don't know if that's just the kind of guy Jimmy is right now in like a contract year. 
Um, Brock Purdy, I think he looked great. He obviously like wasn't throwing deep bombs, but he was he was slinging it, you know, pressure in his face, fitting in tight windows at times. And he only has, you know, up to go from here, um, just gaining experience and seeing what he can do in the Shanahan offense that really sets him up for success the way he is. He does do a lot of things Jimmy can do already, and he is a little more mobile than Jimmy. So he's kind of it is like a Shanahan guy. Like how people say, like, oh, he's like Mullins or Bethard, but he's already like a step ahead of those guys, just talent wise and like what we've seen from him there. So I'm I'm feeling okay if he's obviously rolling. Yeah, we got. I have no problem uh, going with Brock Purdy in the playoffs if Jimmy tries to come back divisional round. Uh, I think you roll with the high hand. As far as Trey Lance, this season I would not like to see him start another a game for the 49ers. And no, it's not because like I've seen on Twitter, anytime anyone has a criticism about Trey Lance, they're saying it's because he's a black quarterback. That's not the reason at all. I think Trey Lance is the future. Uh, as much as I jokingly say he's Brock Purdy, it's obviously Trey Lance. Next year, we'll see. But the main argument I see for Trey Lance is uh, where people defending him is like, he's only played four games. How do we say he's a bust? Um, he's only played four games. How do we know he's good? And this season, he was supposed to grow throughout the season. And we're going to go from, hey, he does have a lot to learn. He's really raw to starting playoff game for a championship contender. I just don't think he's ready. And not to say Brock Purdy's ready, but he has a different style of play that is more convenient to like just step in and get the job done. Yeah, and I think Kyle Shanahan is more comfortable with the Brock Purdy's. And you've seen when he was calling offense for Trey Lance, he was a little uncomfortable. He was like, what do I do here? I'm not really too sure. Like, So it's not just on Trey Lance himself, but I think even the 49ers have ruled that out. Kyle Shanahan has ruled that out multiple times. I don't think his injury timeline is going to line up to where he's going to come back. And they don't want to rush him back because if he is the franchise guy moving forward, why would you risk that? Like, especially like what if he like did go in and lay an egg? Because I mean, it's very possible because he hasn't played a lot of football in the past few years. I think if Brock Purdy is like rolling looks good. Let's just keep him in there. If he's one of those, like where Jimmy Garoppolo a few years ago, where it's like, all right, well, he was really just carried by the run game. He had eight pass attempts. Like, let's just, uh, let's, if Jimmy's healthy, let's roll it. Like let's let Jimmy finish out the season. So it's really going to come down to situ- situations are situational. Um, but we'll, we'll see what happens, dude. I was really of the, the camp that Jimmy Garoppolo was, on his way to getting an extension. And now with this, I feel like this is an easy out for the 49ers to just let him walk. This is the easiest way to be like, hey, you know what, Jimmy, this is like was the perfect encapsulation of the Jimmy Garoppolo experience. So much promise. We're looking good. And then something just throws a wrench in the season. And that's just what it's been for the entire Jimmy Garoppolo, like since he's been with the 49ers, you just can't count on him. And just makes you think it makes you look at Trey Lance and be like, all right, well we ended up, we did it for a reason. And this is the reason. So I think Garoppolo's done. I don't think he's going to come back. If I'm going to be completely honest with you, say Brock plays mid. He's not anything special. He's not terrible. Jimmy G is healthy and Trey Lance is healthy. Who do you roll with 
in the wild card round. They're not, but I'd roll Jimmy. That's exactly what I'm saying. I don't see a very valid reason to roll with Trey Lance if Jimmy is healthy or help. Like, we don't even know if Trey Lance is healthy, but say they both are. I think Jimmy over Trey for this season because Jimmy was looking great. He was having his best season, and we just don't know what Trey is yet. Well, even then, I think it's an unfair spot to put a young guy in. Hey, we know you haven't played all season. Um, in the most important game, let's go ahead and stick you in there. Let's kind of fucked up. Do you know what I mean? And I like, think Brock Purdy could go out there and do terrible in the playoffs, and everyone be like, "Well, but it was our third string quarterback." Yeah, if Trey Lance goes out, like not to mention like getting his body hurt, but mentally, like knowing that he ruined the team's chances at a Super Bowl in this stage of his career, like that could really fuck him up. Well, yeah, and it hurts his status with the team. Look at. Guys like Kittle, Debo, like really, really push for Jimmy Garoppolo. And it's not to say that they don't like Trey Lance, but that's their guy. And if it was like this scenario that you put where both guys are healthy, who do you choose? And they choose Trey and Trey goes out and lays an egg. You don't think that's going to hurt their status with him or like his status with them? I'm just saying like, I don't see a reason why after playing only four games, and not playing really in college in two years in two, in two years, like four games. I'm not saying that he's a bust right now, but from his performance level, but he has been a bust from injury terms and like not playing games. And we don't want to just throw him out there to the wolves. Like I, I don't see why people think he's going to go out there and just carry us to the Super Bowl at this point. Like Jimmy G has been showing this season that he's getting the job done and he's winning. So why won't we go back to that rather than the unknown of Trey Lance this season? Next season, let's let's let Trey start all the games. Let's let him roll. Let's let him learn. But how everyone keeps saying, we're win now. We're in a win now mode. Trey doesn't give us the best chance to win now. And could not even be completely on him. It could be on Kyle's mindset too because he doesn't trust Trey to run the offense yet. So why would we put Kyle in that situation? Why would Kyle put himself in that situation? It yeah. doesn't add up to me. It doesn't add up. I don't know. Well, I again, I think this is kind of a viewpoint. I think that both of them are not going to come back. I think it's going to be Brock Purdy for the foreseeable future unless like something crazy happens and he sucks. And he very well, like he might end up doing that. Like I'm a little bit skeptical about backup quarterbacks. I think you get one, two, if you're lucky, three games before the defense really figures you out because – all right. Well, this one is all right. T- game tape on Brock Purdy. Now look at the Bucks are going to be preparing for a game against Brock Purdy, and then the next week they're going to be preparing for another game with another week of tape on Brock Purdy. So you don't think they're going to try to find holes or what makes him uncomfortable? Uh, so it's just really hard. Look at the Carolina Panthers. They've had three backup quarterbacks pretty much: Baker Mayfield, PJ Walker, and Sam Darnold, and they both like all three of them had had like one or two games where they look good. But then defenses figure it out. They like you. It's the thing between being a, you know, a quarterback and a starting quarterback. You have to do that consistently. And I, we just don't know if Brock Purdy is going to be able to produce. And uh, we were going to end this with this, but let's talk about it. Uh, the like going in with Brock Purdy, the rest of the NFC. Uh, does anything even scare you? Like rolling with this like young quarterback with the team we have now, like. 
I feel like it kind of came in the perfect season where the rest of the NFC does look pretty weak. Uh, we're going to have pre- two pretty big tests. Um, the Bucks are coming to town, which, you know, it's a Tom Brady fuck you game. Like, we know that he at one point reached out to Wes Welker and said, hey, I would like to go there. And they just straight up said no. So you don't think he's going to want to put on performance there. So a little bit nervous about that. And then we have the commanders coming up, which is going to be a game for them that they're planning, fighting for their playoff lives. We're going to have the Seattle Seahawks. So there's a lot like the schedule moving forward is at first, I, like with Jimmy Garoppolo, I was all right. Let's, we're, that's good enough the way it's been. But again, just the unknown of Brock Purdy does make you kind of clinch up a little bit and get a little bit nervous. Yeah, but I just think like the talent on our team compared to the rest of the league, like the, our style of play doesn't require a great quarterback right now. Yeah, you'll need it in playoffs like here and there to make some plays. But we might be like if we face the Vikings, like oh, the, easy dub. We might just roll over them like we did a couple years ago. Like the Eagles, I think are kind of soft as a like a p- number one team in the power rankings they don't really scare me no and i then, think that game against the packers really showed you their defense isn't shit yeah and then uh robert quinn is like b- basically done for them i think he's on ir he's done yeah um the giants and commanders they don't scare me in playoffs uh the only team that i'm like looking at uh kind of worries me is going against the cowboys and I don't be- – there's a team where, like, again, I don't believe in them until I see them win in playoffs because uh, they always break down at the end of the year. But this year is looking a little different. They're they're looking pretty dominant lately. I've been telling you the Cowboys are, like, the number one threat in the NFC. It's – they're a scary team, dude. They have playmakers on all levels. CeeDee Lamb is one of those guys that you're going to have a really hard time with uh, – Tarverius Ward, he's a good corner, but he's not like super locked down. He's not Revis, you know what I mean? So it's just one of those things. I'm I'm a little bit nervous about facing them again. I I would be. Uh, and we barely beat them uh, the other year when we went to. Was it last year? Yeah, it was last year. Last year, we barely beat them from like a bad play call. Uh, Dak running and sliding. Uh, he took kill too much time. Yeah, it's a time management thing. So. I'm a little bit nervous about them, if I'm going to be honest, but the rest of it is fine. Like it just how these next games with Brock Purdy is really going to decide where we fall in the playoff picture. And if we get a few more wins, it's a lot better than if not, we could be, you know, teetering. So got to get a couple dubs. Even the Bucks don't scare me because they've been bad. They've been pretty bad this year. They've beat. They've barely beat some bad teams. Their offensive line is is depleted right now, so that's good. I their think run, Bosa run defense eat. is terrible. Their linebackers haven't been as good, so it's just one of those things where, uh, it's just Tom Brady. Like, yeah, it's really just Tom Brady. When it comes down to the clutch moment, you're still like, I mean, Tom look Brady. at he did it this past week. Mm. So, yeah, I think that's the the team that you have kind of like waiting in the wings is the Cowboys and you know that they would love a chance to take down these 49ers teams who like they have this rivalry, but don't have this rivalry with it's, it's going to be uh pretty nice. All right. And uh, looking back before we talk more about the Bucks game, uh, Brock Purdy's performance 
stepping in. But I did see the thing where like Brock Purdy was a Dan Marino fan, and that's why he wore he wears number 13 and he played in front of Dan Marino. And it was oh, it's like week 13. Mm. Yeah. So that's like crazy that all that went down. And it just worked out for Brock that he came and played in this game. Um I think he looked solid. Like there wasn't a lot of plays where I was like, oh shit, like this guy he can't do it. He's gonna get pulled. No, I mean he looked good, especially with like him making passes against the blitz. He's a little bit more mobile than Jimmy, so it looked nice to have him roll out of the pocket. And even when he didn't have enough time, he just set his feet and let it let it rip. He actually did look really good. Um, and Fred Warner actually said afterwards, he was like, What do you mean? He faces the number one defense every week. So it, yeah, I mean, you're as a rookie, like that what they say is like, oh, it's all about the getting up to NFL speed. And he's had a crash course in it this entire year playing against this defense in practice. So, you know, he's been facing the number one team defense because he's been the scout team quarterback. So you don't think that, you know, he's like, oh, well, this is how it is. So any defense that he's going to face is a step down from the 49ers defense. So that makes me feel a little bit better. But Again, how I was saying, it's just that stigma of backup quarterbacks. You can do it a couple games, but you can't do it consistently. That's why you're the backup. So I'm hoping that his run is, you know, a little bit longer than most. It would have been nice if he had been, I wouldn't say a little bit closer to the playoffs, because obviously we wouldn't want that to happen. But that's a lot of games for Brock Purdy to try to go out there and win consistently. I think, though, this is like a season where we're watching a lot, a lot of bad quarterback play around the league. And if there was any season to have a backup quarterback, it might be this year. Because, I mean, just look around the league like Geno Smith is dominating. Yeah. Like a guy looks good. A guy that's like been a backup his whole career, basically, since early in this year, uh, first couple of years. And then you have like Tom Brady hasn't looked as good. Taylor Heineke, Taylor, Taylor Heineke, like probably a backup quarterback has looked solid as a star. He's getting wins. And Mike White is taking the Jets to borderline the playoffs. Yeah, I think like Russell Wilson's bad. Derek Carr's look bad. There's just so many. Aaron Rodgers looks like shit. Aaron Rodgers look bad. Herbert's look iffy at times. I know because I'm in fantasy and I'm like, just get some more touchdowns. Uh, I'm not I'm not gonna be fantasy playoffs but me neither yeah this is just a season where I've seen like a lot of bad quarterback play and it would be nice to have like you know if Trey Lance played all season we had this quarterback that could take us to the next level potentially but if we have someone who can just you know skate by that might be enough to win it this year at least get us to the NFC championship game this might be the most talented team as a whole that we've had especially with adding Christian McCaffrey, that is going to be a godsend for a guy like Brock Purdy who can just dump it off and let, you know, him and Debo Samuel and even Brandon Ayuk just work. You know what I mean? So they're guys that don't need to like run. They're not a bunch of Danny Grace. You know what I mean? Or if we did have a bunch of Danny Grace, we'd be in trouble because he doesn't have an arm. But these are guys that, hey, just give me the ball. Give me a little bit of space and I'll cook. That's been the thing with this this specific team with Kyle Shanahan is it isn't built really right now for like a star quarterback. Yeah, a star quarterback would elevate them and make it better, 
but it's really built for someone to just get them the ball when where they need it and run the ball and get that yards after catch. Like this is the best yak team in the league. So if Brock Purdy can just not throw picks, and even in the game where he did throw that pick, it was just like a heave. Oh yeah, end of half. Like it was an see, arm punt. Yeah, let's see if we can get something. So he's he hasn't made too many mistakes. There was a couple plays where he's like, as he's getting hit, he's trying to get it off, and it's just like he just know. cut that shit out. Yeah, but there was a couple times where he throws the ball away. He just goes down. Uh, he's been pretty safe, I think, for the most part. And Jimmy's only thrown Jimmy G. All over the whole season, only threw the ball away four times. I think. Yep, that's ridiculous. Like, as a veteran quarterback, you want your guy to be able to like know when to give up on a play. And we've just been lucky that Jimmy didn't have any of those knucklehead Jimmy plays where it's like, uh, let me force the ball in there and see what happens. So, I think Brock doesn't really do that. He he's looked pretty safe with the ball. Yeah, and I mean that leads us into this. You know, pretty pivotal matchup moving forward because if we drop this game and the Seahawks win their next game, it leads into a showdown basically for the division. So this is going to be an important matchup. Tom Brady's coming back to the Bay Area. Um, How do you think it's going to go? Like, what what are your first thoughts? I see that the 49ers are actually the favorite with their third string quarterback. I think they're a plus or they're a minus three and a half. So what are your thoughts? Uh, it's going to be crazy. Go ahead and make sure you subscribe because we're dropping our diamond pick of the week on Saturday. And we're going to give you the best bet on this game coming up. Hit the notification bell. Just, you know, go ahead and do that. Send us to a friend. We Oh, just a quick shout out. We hit 100 subscribers. So thank you guys if you stuck through it all this time or if you're new here. Uh, but yeah, going into this game, uh, I think it's really big for We have to keep winning no matter how it looks how bad our quarterback plays or whatever we have to keep winning to stay ahead of Seattle. We don't want to like start a lose uh, a losing streak here, have Seattle pass us. And then potentially I know we're in a great spot, but if Washington beats us, we're on a losing streak. We can potentially get knocked out of the playoffs. Yeah. We'll be at that Washington game, by the way. We're so. going to be there. Hit, Hit us, us up. up. Let us know. Uh, but yeah, that's, I think, I'm not too worried about this Bucks game. We could drop it. We can lose this game if we want. And we, as long as we beat Washington and we beat Seattle, we're in. So those, those are the, really the big games on my calendar. But as for this game, Tom Brady doesn't really scare me this season. Yeah, the weapons scare me around him. But I haven't seen him look special like he has. And the o, their O-line is not that good. And Nick Bosa is looking amazing. Oh, yeah. And that's really the matchup that it's going to be. It's not going to be Tom Brady versus, you know, the DBs. It's going to be that O-line versus our D-line. And their O-line is depleted. So I feel like it's going to be a tough day for, for Tom Brady, especially because Bosa is looking amazing. This is – he has to be the defensive player of the year. Like, he's looking amazing. So – I think that coupled with Eric Armstead coming back and him looking good in the mix, um, I think it's going to be a real tough sledding. Uh, Leonard Fournette has had a declined role in the offense. Um, Rashad, I think it's Rashad White. Mm -hmm. He's showed some flashes, which is cool, but 
it's different against this team. This D'Amico Ryan's team is is uh is one that's coached up pretty well. So we'll see. And I'm not really too worried about their defense, but I'm kind of excited to see what adjustments Kyle's gonna make for Brock Purdy and see what he's gonna do a little bit different this week. Cause you know in the NFL, if you do the same thing over and over and over again, eventually teams are gonna catch on. So what wrinkles is he gonna add into the game? What uh game plan is he going to use is he going to do another christian mccaffrey heavy one is he going to go hey we're going to do more screens i'm just i'm just looking forward to it and it's just going to be interesting to see how aggressive kyle shanahan remains it was so surprising to see how aggressive kyle felt he could be with brock purdy and i think that's another thing too why like i don't feel comfortable with trey lance or jimmy g coming back this year the offense looked completely different with Brock Purdy in there because Kyle is just like so comfortable being aggressive with him for some reason. I think it's the confidence of Brock Purdy that like, hey, you know, and hey, I've played in really big games before. I'm here for a reason. Like he's not one of those guys who like, oh, I was last pick. Everyone fucking hated me. He's like, no, I'm guy I drafted in the NFL. I'm an NFL quarterback. What's up? When I step on this field, that means that I am one of the best 32 people to ever play to play this position as of right now. So that I think not only pumps up the like rest of the players, but I think Kyle's like, yeah, fuck it. If you feel comfortable, go ahead, do it. So I think that's kind of what Kyle needs a little bit more of is like, hey, don't worry, coach. Just go ahead and call it. Go ahead and let's let's run this offense. Yeah, and he wasn't like some unknown guy coming out of college. Like he was that guy. He was kind of like a local celebrity yeah. at Iowa State. So he was he was big guy on campus. Like when you see those like uh kind of cartoonish like versions of quarterbacks are like, oh, everyone loves this guy. He's like most famous person in town. Like that was that guy. So he's definitely comfortable being the leader of the locker room. And you seem like uh I saw that tweeted out that. Brandon Ayuk was saying Brock Purdy told everyone in practice, like, hey, let's tighten up. Let's let's get this going. So they feel comfortable already with him being in charge. And like he has the presence to say, hey, like we're not here to cut a paycheck. We're here to like get better. So did you see Kittle tweeted after BCB, (laughs) which is Big Cock Brock? Oh, my God. (laughs) Okay, a lot of controversy over this nickname. I want to say you said that you hate the Big Cock Brock nickname. I'm not going to say I hate it. I'm just like, uh, at first it's like, it's kind of gross. But this this is one of your, it's coming from a guy that championed the Nick Foles Big Dick Nick nickname. And <laughs> it he, feels different. Cock is different, different than Dick, but I'm not going to Let us know in the comments. Is <laughs> Big Dick Nick any different than, was it Big Cock Brock? Yeah. That's the debate. Or is it? Mr. Relevant because he was irrelevant. Now he's super relevant. I don't like that one. It just See, I like it. I like it to like champion it a little bit. Put it. I just like Mr. Irrelevant. Like just keep it irrelevant. Keep it as irrelevant. Because then he's like defying the name, you know? It doesn't matter. But I think that's all we have for this week. I'm glad we ended on a serious note. Um, go ahead and subscribe, like, uh, comment. We're going to be at the Washington Niners game. So Christmas Eve. We just got tatted. You can't see it. Okay. It's SF. All right. Later.